2: wow you guys episode 79 of please advise that's how numbers work they get bigger every week it's crazy just like a few i mean just four episodes ago i was saying i cannot believe we have 75 episodes now we're approaching 80 i know look at how numbers work very cool uh christina thanks for being here today and always Thank you for being here today and always, Molly. Uh, yeah, it's kind of important uh, that we yeah. both
1: are here. That's like really crucial. To well, I mean, I think I think you could do without me for an episode or two if you needed it. Like if I was sick. But we couldn't do the show without you if you were sick.
2: Permanently, I I would never do the show permanently without you. But yeah, I guess if we had to like have someone else press the button, but it would miss. It, we wouldn't have your flair. You know how I like to get counted down. You know, like all of those things. You know how to tell me when to say the call is coming or whatever. You know all the things. Yeah. We have this after 79. We're kind of getting getting somewhere. You guys, I have a formal event tonight. I'm really excited about it. Woo. Um, you may not know this, but I got my hair done before I got here today. I did notice. Just, It doesn't – it's not – I'm not doing much with my hair today. I'm just wearing it down, I think. Maybe I'll put some frizzies in it before I hit the road. Um. I'm nervous because I don't want to overdress, Right, but I don't want to underdress.
1: I know. That's the thing. But here's the thing. In LA, you can never underdress, I don't think, unless you show up in
2: pajamas. No, you're exactly right because then you're just the person with the cool attitude who like decided to wear jeans and leather to the place where everyone else is wearing an outfit. Exactly. Yeah. In New
1: York, it's a totally different story.
2: Totally. I'm, I was like Better perpetually to be underdressed. Yeah. yeah. And being underdressed can be really embarrassing. Yeah, like you don't want to be the one who shows up in the sweatshirt, and you don't want to be the one in the evening gown. Yep. Yeah. And I've been both, honey. Uh, our guest today is a repeat. We're so happy to have her back. She's our lawyer friend, Katie Thirteen on Twitter. Her name's Camen. Hey, girl. Hello, ladies. How have you been? Well, it's nice to be back. First of I'm all, I'm like honored. Um, please. That means I did an okay
0: job the first time. Well, Christina <laughs> was like, we
2: kind of been having a lot of dudes, and I was like, I know, but it's really, really hard during the winter months to book people. You know why? Because I feel like people in LA take three months off every year, and then it's just like between, um, between. Thanksgiving, travel, like, oh, I'm going home for Christmas a week early. Oh, I'm staying a week late. Oh, um, we didn't go anywhere for New Year's. So and then that's around my birthday, the 10th. Um, and then, you know, then that starts to get into, oh, it's almost Valentine's Day or oh, I'm going away for the last week in January. I mean, people in L.A. just are gone all all winter, I feel like the like the worst time to do a business deal in L.A. is like between mid-November and, like, the first two weeks of January. Because your paperwork just winds up on 20 different people's desks, like, parked there. That's fair.
0: That's a fair assessment of Los Angeles. Um, but at the same time, I think in the winter is when people become more so hermits. Like, yeah. Like, I, I stay in. And I feel like it's a time of the year where it's socially acceptable to stay in.
2: Right. Like, I had a lot of people do, like, um, agree to, like, not for this episode you were the only one I asked for this but you but other like weeks um maybe the last couple weeks and um people will agree and then back out last minute or they can they uh, agreed to do it maybe a month and a half earlier and now all of a sudden like someone's sick or they don't want to be they, they don't want to leave like um thing I just find the people things come up more and I think that it's, it's that they really just want to stay home and don't want to come out I think you're right and also, sometimes people think like you have to get dressed up for this. Like, I have people like show up and are like, "Oh, you guys! Like, I didn't know what it was like." So, I think people think you got to get dressed up for this or something. So, and that adds on a le- layer Maybe of even like been on
0: podcasts.
2: I mean, I don't know, but also if you're pretty for a living or if like you're, oh, yeah. you know, you're yeah, doing yeah. the LA thing or whatever. Oh, okay. okay. Um you're young and trying hard. I
0: have the opposite anxiety where I feel any podcast I've been on, everyone is like really underdressed. Right. So I feel like I need to underdress as
2: well. Me too. And I'm like, how do I look, to look shittier chill. to hang out yeah. with these people? Yeah. How do I totally. look like, oh,
0: yeah, I got to show up to this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, totally.
2: Guys. So wait. So but
0: you always, I feel,
2: are very occasion appropriate. First of all, your hair looks amazing today. Well, thank you. You I, keep trying to downplay why. it and be like, I just got it done though, And it's like, Yeah. That's awesome. That's why it looks so good. Her
1: bangs are so on point. Yeah, I, your bangs your hair, are on point. Is your hair naturally straight? It's it's straight, but not this straight.
0: Like it has a wave to it, and it can get a little frizzy. But you know, after I got my roots done, she cut my hair, so she blow dried blow dried it straight. So I look very. I feel I look very Asian. <laughs> you look very Cleopatra
2: ass. Yes, uh, yes, yes, that's probably a more. Um, I said to you, I was like, if I had to go buy a wig, I would buy your hair. Oh, it looks thank really you. good. Um, yes. But, uh, yeah, no, so I feel like you're very um, appropriate, usually. I feel like you're an appropriate person, and I feel like you would, you're probably, what should I wear tonight? Well, I thought of this event because you had invited me to it. Right.
0: And I, I, if I had attended, I thought about it, and I was going to go a knee-length black dress.
2: Okay, see. Safe. That's what I have. I have that. I have okay. my Philip Lim black dress, old standby. I figured maybe I'd spice it up with my new Valentino shoes that are rainbow striped with gold spikes oh, on them. That'd be them. great. That'd be great. And then um, just either a leather or a black cloth coat. But then I have this really fabulous Vivian Westwood, like kind of formalish dress. It's cocktail-y. Um... And it's, like, got, got like, kind of, like, a flouncy, like, puffy skirt. And it's, like, really, like, a beautiful fabric. And it's, like, I've been waiting for a formal event to wear it to. But then it's also red. So I was thinking I could just take this out and wear this in New Orleans next weekend. But I don't want to be the girl running around New Orleans in a Vivian Westwood dress. I heard you can get raped on pretty much every other block in New Orleans right now. So what's the neckline of this? This. Red dress. Okay, so it's kind of like it's kind of like a ruch. I mean not ruche. What the fuck is that word called? When it's not it's not um oh god, I hate the word I'm about to say, but it's um that oh god, it's the neckline I hate normally. Cowl? No, not cow It's kind of like a cowl neck. Okay. Okay. A cowl neck's like rumply, right?
0: Yeah, like like a loose, yeah, like a baggy it's kinda like Yeah, it's kind of like that. But it's <laughs> yeah, like, no, so it's kind
2: of like that. and okay. then But it has like thin straps. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. That
0: doesn't sound too fancy. Like you're not wearing a sweetheart neck, strapless, sweet. You know what no, I mean? No, Jesus Christ. Okay, no, I, no,
1: in no, in I don't my even mind, think I could pull no, I'm that off. of oh, the spectrum. Yeah, yeah no, you're right. Okay, okay. okay. I'm I'm
2: and completely then, lost right now. I know. I'm <laughs> a little lost too. I mean, <laughs> <it's> I'm fighting to find the word cowl neck, so. This is beyond
1: my knowledge. And how long is it?
2: Um, it's like, um, it's above the knee, but it's, so it's like, oh. it's like kind of like flirty and short and cute. Oh, which I think is you're like, fine then. But it's like very, it's like a pretty intense pattern. Like the pattern, it's the pattern that's upsetting. If
0: you're feeling in the mood to um, be the colorful person who stands out, if you're in a place, a headspace
2: where you can be that person at a social gathering, then do it. That's exactly what I was thinking is today yep. I was like, you know what, Molly. I don't think I don't think mentally I can afford to show stop tonight. I can't show stop tonight. I can show stop in New Orleans because I don't know anyone. But I feel like almost if I walked into this room in this dress tonight, people might think I don't know who this bitch thinks she is. And I don't like that feeling. Maybe I just want to go with the really fun shoes, the statement yeah. shoes, yeah. and the
0: black dress. I think that's the safer route then. And then again, you can change your mind. Maybe an hour from now, your gut will change. Totally. So just. Go with home, what your gut tells you. Go
2: do my makeup, have a yep. couple glasses of wine, a couple glasses of wine later, I'm probably feeling a little bit more like showing up, yep. you know? Yep. Um, Either option sounds appropriate. I just can't wait to get uh, those lashes glued onto my face. It's my favorite thing ever. I love- Do you do it yourself? Just, no, I'm not like doing like individuals. Like I'm just uh-huh. going to- to just put on a strip okay. lash from Mac, but like it's my favorite feeling to have big eyelashes. I've only had that done once and it was for a wedding. Oh because yeah. I've never really. Well, yeah. I, I just go sometimes that's like my CVS. Like I used to just stock up oh. on nail polish, but then I'm like, I don't paint my nails at home anymore. So if I'm really going balls out at CVS, I just get caught up in the lash section for a bit. I love it. And they have some self-adhesive ones now. I need, I need to
0: see a photo when you get all dressed up. You're going to look Okay, wonderful. I'll, I'll send you a pic. And of your eyelashes. I'm going to live vicariously through you.
2: I always go a little uh, statementy when I get dressed up. Like, I was very 60, but it was also my birthday. I, re- I had a realization. For my birthday, for some reason, I always dress like a previous decade to the point that one year Zoe called me a Madame Alexander doll, um, but like in a, in a funny way. But um, I always go very, like, decades-centric on my birthday for some reason. And I think that's, like, kind of fun. It is. Yeah. I just realized I did it. I was doing it subconsciously. But, you know, it's important to remember the past. Agreed. Girl, so what's going on in 2016 for you? Ugh. I don't know, man. January is a very difficult month for me. It's February. Now.
0: I know. Oh, okay. it but just, it was just like,
2: turned into February. Is it so, all historically difficult?
0: Yeah, because like January is similar to
2: Monday, where like the weekend is over, just like the holidays are over. I would say January is even more Monday than Monday is. Yep, I, started, yeah. I always have actually kind of liked Mondays because it's <laughs> like I can work with a Monday. Like I hate Sundays because it's like it's just so like – non-committal like it's like it's not a
1: weekend but you can't get crazy how do you feel about like three-day weekend monday the sundays when like you have a monday off
2: um i some i mean when i was a kid i still didn't like it because sunday doesn't have really good tv it didn't when i was growing up now it does but i don't really watch live tv anyway but when I was growing up, there was just like, dude, like fucking Ghostwriters on PBS at six. Oh my I, god,
1: I love Ghostwriter. I, I used I'll to carry watch a little pen on my neck.
2: Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And then I'd be like, I guess I then I guess I'll watch sixty minutes after, and then I'll do like Murder She Wrote and Touch by an Angel, and then I'll go to bed. Like, and that would be like my Sunday night, a sweet, sexy Sunday night growing up. So I'm sure you can imagine that they're not my favorite. And then Monday, at least it's like yeah, man, this is, like, fucking possibilities, like, I can do this, like, it's not like being a kid anymore, where you're like, I only get two days on. you know, um, January, though, what happened to you? Well, well, I'll get into, I
0: was gonna get into it when I explain one of the reasons why I'm fit to give advice, but I went on, I had to go on the pill,
2: Oh, okay. And it
0: made me very crazy and hormonal. But on top of that, I just get extremely depressed when the holidays are over. because Are you going
2: on the pill for sex? No, no. No. for like
0: terrible cramps.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Really bad cramps.
2: But not like the way we all told our moms we had terrible cramps in high school so we could get on the pill? They thought
0: I may have like endometriosis. No.
2: So, you know. I have long suspected I have endometriosis because my periods have been very painful in the past in my life. But do you think, like, how did you – did you suspect you had it or
0: – And they don't know for sure because you have to – the way you can test for it is, like, they go in there and it's not worth no, it. No, thanks. Especially if going on the pill will just help, bad cramps anyway. Um, but it my periods just started getting out of control. Like, the pain was so bad, I was like, should I go to the ER kind of thing? right. And then I was having anxiety before my period because I was like, oh, no, am I going to have to, like, take totally. time off work? So then it just wasn't worth it.
1: I remember last time you were here, you said you had a rough period because we <laughs> talked about – like, I tell everyone at work when I'm on my period, oh, yeah, I leave do.
0: me
2: alone. I do. And
0: then it was just like – Reaching a point where I'm using all my sick leave, taking at least a day or two off out of the month. I'm like, this is bullshit. That's not fair
1: to you, yeah. If men had periods, we would have designated sick days just for periods. Are you kidding me? We'd
2: still have a menstruation hunt. They'd want the menstruation hunt. I kind of want one. I'm not going to lie. I'm not saying I'm going to bleed all over myself in other women's blood, but I'm saying, like, if I could just take a week off and, like, chill. Oh, I don't think we should be taxed. No. For tampons. Oh, I don't bullshit. think we should think have to paper. They're uh, yeah. $8 a fucking box, dude. Like, no, that expensive. is... For, like, the basic... You have to have $8 to play. Like, yeah. to be a woman in order to walk around without blood going all over your fucking clothes. <laughs> no, absolutely. You go. It's completely... You have to have $8. Like, I don't know. It's not like, like, out of the closet where you can just go, like, pick up a bunch of condoms and there's really no excuse. Like... If you don't have money for tampons or pads, whatever, you're literally just bleeding all over yourself in public. And I know for a fact I was very poor. Like, I don't know how I somehow managed to always have tampons. But I literally, when I think about how broke I was back in the day, I don't know how. No, you're absolutely right. I don't know how I didn't just like wind up with a bunch of Starbucks napkins. <laughs> <I'm shook>. Like <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you
1: shove a bunch of like bounty in there. <laughs> Whatever's um, the most absorbing.
2: God, I went to get a um, I went to get a colonic and the woman was like, um She's like, and if you're on your period, she's like, take your tampon out and just shove some tissue up in your labia. And I was like, all right, I have to, like, (laughs) die. Like, I can't get a colonic because I don't think you can do a colonic on a corpse. Like, I'm... That's the most like. Don't ever say shove some tissue up in your labia to me again. Like that is so. Like I would think you would take one look at me and say like, this girl doesn't want to hear the tissue in the labia <laughs> spiel.
1: Like, but no, she really like shove some <laughs> tissue up in your labia.
2: Yeah, just shove. I'm like, can I just go home? I don't have my period, but can I just go home because I had to hear tissue in my labia? I'll pay. For- I don't care. I'll pay. Okay, so anyway, you're on the pill. Which do you mind saying which one? No,
0: well, I just had to switch because the one I was on at first made me insane. So the, I'm on, like, ortho-tricycline now. So, yeah, my last period on the other pill was fine. I was yeah. like, hey. Um, <laughs> After I, one month, it was like a whole new world. You liked it, though? You're into it? Um if if this one fits me fine, because the first one didn't, right. yeah. I, I'm actually very uncomfortable being on the pill. I don't like the concept of like synthetic hormones. I, I mean, I system. hate it. I don't, but I yeah. feel like my body is clearly having some type of hormonal imbalance with the terrible period. So even though I don't like the concept of like taking synthetic hormones, I I don't know what else to do. It's I mean, helping. It's, it's like medicine.
2: It's nice to hear you say, well, it is medicine, you know, and it's nice to hear you say that because I, well- I was really embarrassed, actually, like a couple weeks ago on the podcast when I said on Mitch Sunderland's podcast, I said, I don't really I said, I don't really care for birth control. I just don't like the idea of it. I think that it's like really kind of fucked up a lot of things for women that we all just kind of like drug ourselves like a bunch of cows. You know what I mean? It's fucking weird. And so um, why were you embarrassed you said that? Because I feel like it's because I understand that. This is coming from like a very like, I guess, privileged and knowledgeable place within me that I can feel like I can say birth control is hormonal birth control is not good for women. But I know that in saying that it's all it's it's encouraging a lot of people that probably should be on birth control, hormonal or not, period, to question whether or not they should be on birth control. And I'm not a fan of people getting pregnant when they don't want to be pregnant. If they can avoid it. And and so I just don't want to like, I feel like in talking negative about any form of contraceptive contraception, like I'm possibly hurting people's chances of using it because I think that you should. Um, but now, I mean, now that I'm at this point, I'm, I could never imagine getting back on hormonal birth control, but I'm refreshed to hear you say that I don't believe in that, but like my need for what it does is more important. Um, and, and that need being something other than just like not getting pregnant because um,
0: girl, well, I'm at the age where as long as a guy pulls out, I'm not going to get pregnant. So contraception basically, yeah, basically. Contraception is not <laughs> a problem. Basically. But when I had to be on the pill in my 20s off and on, and then when I went off of it, right when I hit 30, my body came alive. Right. I realized I had been numbing it.
2: Yeah. And I said – You were I- all horned up. Yeah, my vagina was
0: talking to me in ways that I had forgotten, and I was oh, like, "Good yeah. morning, hello." Shit. I loved it. I absolutely loved it, and I felt more in touch with myself, and I felt very much so like a woman. And I was like, "I'm never going back on the pill again." But then, you like know, a natural woman. If I'm like a wreck one week every month, I need a. I want a break from that. So I was like, "Well, maybe I'll just be on the pill for a year and then get off of it again, and just give my body a break from like terrible periods." What about seasonal? What's that one?
2: Oh, I just heard um, my former boss and fairy godmother Whitney Cummings on Howard Stern talking about how she was on Seasonal for a really long time. And it's the four time yearly period thing. So you only get your period once a season. And I think she said her body freaked the fuck out after she got off of it. Um, But I've always wondered, like, that might be kind of
1: tight, like only four periods a year. There was a really funny SNL parody of that drug. I know it's yeah. like,
2: what was it like? You it was only like once, once a year. And yeah. You just like you're. It's like
1: hold on to your fucking hats for that one day, <laughs> and it's like Tina Fey coming in with an axe to her job. I mean, that's. I mean, that's that's the one thing is I do wonder: are
2: those four weeks of the year like that's like Shannon blowjob day in her house? My best friend who called last week asking about blowjobs a couple weeks ago. Um, I said if she's going to give a seasonal blowjob, then it needs to be like fucking insane. So I can only imagine if a period's only given four weeks a year, what it does, yeah. what havoc it wreaks during those times. Well, it, it
0: doesn't like the periods we have when we're on the pill aren't real periods because we're not yeah. ovulating or shedding in the same way. Like we're not actually getting rid of the eggs, So it's more like a psychological thing for a woman to feel she still had her period. Do you
2: get to hang on to those eggs? What happens to them? Um, actually, uh, go? It, it, the, you, you, you keep all your eggs. Okay. So but it's actually it, not bad. That's okay. No, but then it, they're not all eligible.
0: No, what happens is, is it doesn't necessarily, um, push back menopause because there's allegedly some type of, or like being able to get pregnant at least. Like it doesn't sure. mean like, Oh, I have all, I still have all these eggs I can use. Yeah. I can make a ton of babies. They're going bad. Eggs. They're yeah. going bad. Well, no, day. but besides that, they there's like a special follicle thing involved. There's a special follicle thing involved, and that gets you need that and Is the it pill. Cilia,
2: I forget. No,
0: <laughs> I forget what it's called, but that still doesn't get preserved through being
2: on the pill. Okay. So, to
0: make a long story short, being on the pill doesn't necessarily let you have like a full tank of gas in that way. I'm
2: thinking about getting <laughs> my eggs frozen. What do you think? Because yeah, I'm sure. at this. I'm at this place right now where it's like, get eggs frozen, yeah, or commit to adoption. Because I've had I have one very clear. Thing in mind, which is that when my mom's like, "Where's the grandkids?" I'm like, "Where's the guy to have the grandkids with?" Because I don't want to have to deal with a fucking loser. You don't want to have to deal with a loser. Like, I also don't want kids with bum jeans because I'm like, "Oh, well, this guy that I met at like blah 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 is like good enough for tonight." Like, I just want that. I just want that sweet sweet sperm. <laughs> like, I know it needs to be like if I'm not, and I'm also not the kind of chick who's gonna be like, "Yes." for $100,000, please repeatedly inject me with a stranger's sperm. Like, I'm not going to do that either. So the only ways I can really think I'm going to have kids is if I meet someone like, you know, in maybe like five or six years or something. And it seems like that would probably be, it seems like even if I met someone in a year, it would probably take me two or three years to want to marry them. And then an additional year of being married to like make sure that I didn't just fuck up big time and ruin my life and by proxy, ruin children's lives. So it's going to be probably about five or six years before I can have a kid, almost no matter what. And I I think that, you know, maybe in three years, I actually, if I was financially okay, I think I would consider adoption and just doing it myself. But I think I might, I think I should just freeze my eggs. It's like 10 grand.
1: If you know the DUI. If
2: if you
0: know for sure you want kids, um, maybe through adoption or through, you know, yeah.
2: You,
0: then I guess it doesn't – and
2: you can afford it. Why not then? Yeah. I think I want kids, but, but I don't know. But I think – I mean, I do, but I'd be upset if I couldn't have them. How about that?
1: Yeah. I would say totally do it. Even, I like if, you're, even if you're in con- considering it, totally yeah. do it. And you can afford it, to- totally do it because mm-hmm. it's a pretty expensive procedure. Is
2: it 10 grand? It's like 10 grand, right? I, I thought it was 20,
0: but honestly, I'm kind of making that number up. But I want to forewarn you about one thing because I always I, – I haven't frozen my eggs. I don't think I will um, ever, but – Apparently, there's you can freeze it fertilized, or you can just freeze your egg. Yeah. So a lot of women have have the misconception of like just freezing their eggs is going to help their chances. Okay. But it's still not as certain as if you obviously if you froze a fertilized egg because maybe yeah. the eggs you freeze they still won't be like Where able am I to get fertilized. Get that sweet sweet I know. Semen. No, I know. Where I? No, I know. I, get- <laughs> I know. I'm just. I just. I'm only flagging it for you that it's not like right.
2: It's not like eggs on deck, like no big deal. Just pull them right. out, whatever. Right. What if you and Ed had a baby together? Oh my god! Can you <laughs> even imagine how gay that baby would be? I mean, just oh, the bullying. The baby, it would be it would be the gayest, most bullied baby. Like that baby. Like I'm already
1: worried about the bullying problem that my child is dealing with. I think I think I the baby. Like- I think the baby would be able to handle it because you guys are both witty with your comebacks. So. Oh my god! If Ed and I had a baby, first of all. I'm, this is like
2: this is what's upsetting. It's like you've already, guys. You guys have already got me going on this possibly a companionate marriage situation. This is not where I thought I'd be at thirty-two. I didn't think I'd be thinking about freezing my eggs and going into a companionate marriage with my gay best friend from college. I didn't really Aww. see that for myself. Yeah, I know. It's like very, very cute. And in the rom-com version, right when I get fertilized with eggs at <laughs> semen, which is like literally makes me want to vomit. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is when I meet my husband. So I. That's why I can't. It's like that married. Madonna
1: movie. Yeah. It's Madonna. Madonna, Madonna did a movie with Rupert Everett and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I can't gay marry Ed and I can't get fertilized
2: with those sperms. Oh like that's so
1: <laughs> gross. Like I can't even even
2: someone even in a, someone in a lab mixing our <laughs> semen and eggs together makes you want to vomit. Like I just it's like I think
1: about like <laughs> Ed's reaction to it.
2: <laughs> God, I'm going to just say it to him at dinner tonight. He would be so grossed out by, like, (laughs) pregnancy in general. (laughs) He'd be like, oh, I heard that this is what, oh, I mean, I don't know. Like, he'd be so so impatient. Like, Ed would never go get me ice cream in the middle of the night. He'd be like, he would eat my ice cream and then be like, oh, sorry, I didn't know you were going to wake up. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but who, if you had to pick someone in your life right now to have a kid with outside of anyone you're dating, who would it be?
0: That's
1: a weird question.
2: I don't know. I'd have to think
0: really hard about that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like most people's impulse is to weirdly be like, I don't know, like my brother or my like, <laughs> like who, like yeah. who's a guy that they admire. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I, if that I have. People- I mean, someone did come to mind, but
0: you know, he's married, and so in that sense, I, I just feel inappropriate.
2: You know. I, I feel know. like that's why being a lesbian is a real sweet spot in that sense, because like a woman's never going to be like threatened by like her husband. Maybe she would. Yeah. But I know it complicates things. My hairdresser basically was like a dick for hire. And like he had like he had like had seven children with lesbians over the years and his wife was totally cool with it.
1: There I mean. was a movie. Uh, Spike Lee made a movie about that. Like, oh, really? Yeah. She hate me. She hate me. Yeah, and he got like 30 women pregnant, the guy in the movie.
2: (laughs) Damn. There's just guys that do that, And it was all lesbians. He was getting – Yeah. There's guys that like do that, too. There's guys that like um, are professional studs and their wives don't know it. I saw like a dateline about women who – like hire this guy and he's gotten over like 30, he has like 31 children like all over the country and his wife and his actual nuclear family knows nothing of it.
1: That makes me sad.
2: Does he actually have sex or is he turkey yeah, basting Yeah, no, he like totally, oh. he fully like impregnates them. That's like his thing. I wouldn't want his He's strong. like, I fuck you and I impregnate you. But like, if you think about how lonely some people are, like the ladies that carry around baby dolls at the mall and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, if... You're like already like if you're assigning like a full lifestyle to a little plastic doll, like yeah, you're probably going to hire someone just for the sperm. You and I wouldn't do it, but like we're also not that mental. We're not that kind of mentally ill. No. I, yeah, I would just adopt then too. Yep. That's what I would do. What do you think happens with the women who have the plastic dolls? Like, is it like usually like a miscarriage gone awry, or like
1: you never know? It could like, be like their little sister drowned when they were young, right? I don't know.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it really it's really sad because it's like it's so fast. Faci- it's one of those things that it's so f- like hoarders. It's so fascinating to watch, but. Like the reality of how that get, like someone's mind gets to that place, is so sad that oh, okay. it's hard to think about. You know, it's like the people who are objectum
1: sexuals.
2: Who- oh, like who? Like I'm in love with the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, like that.
1: yeah. I love them. I'm in love with this carnival ride. Did you ever read that
2: article? No. Like this one woman like is convinced. Oh, no, it's a TV show. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, I saw it. So this one woman is convinced she's in love with a carnival ride. And so she just like goes
1: and presses her face against the cool metal and like. Rubs the oil. Yeah. Like the grease from the, like the grease from the. (laughs) Yeah, something happened to her in
2: her childhood. Poor thing. Yeah, but she's assigning some crazy sexual meaning to like a. Carnival ride or someone's married thinks they're married to the Eiffel Tower. At least she's not harming anyone. Exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. That's actually kind of why I feel I mean, I I don't know. I feel a little bit like bad for like the plight of some of these people with like kinks like that or like the misdirected sexual energy like that. Cause it's like that's a cross to bear. Like no one wants to walk through their life like fighting their urge to like hook up with a carnival ride. You know? Yeah. I mean,
0: this is going to be a very unpopular statement, but I have a
2: – I feel bad for people who suffer from, like, pedophilia. And don't do anything about it and fight that battle every day to yeah. not do anything it's, about it.
1: Yeah. It's, it's actually really hard to get treatment for it, It too. is. Because yeah, people unless want, you do something want to hear wrong. it. Yeah. That's the thing is,
2: like, someone called Dan Savage and was like, I am ashamed to admit I have these thoughts, but I've had them my whole life, and I just want to tell you, like, as someone who suffers from these thoughts, like – I know it's wrong and I fight against it every single day. And like, it just kind of makes you realize that it's like, there's probably a lot more people out there dealing with like all sorts of like stuff like that, you know? Um, Definitely. Um, Okay. Well, on that note, uh, <laughs> let's talk to the real people out there with problems. Three, two, three, four, five, zero, seven, four, zero, eight is the number you can call. If you want to get your message on the show, you can just call with your questions. You can, Leave comments about today's episode, other episodes you heard. Chime in with your own advice if you think our advice sucks. 323 450 7408. Let's take those calls.
3: Hey, malls. This is Steven. Love the pod. Okay, my situation is very short and simple. Basically, there are three toothbrushes in the bathroom and only one toothpaste, which is mine. So, I mean, you don't have to be a detective to realize that somebody's using my toothpaste. Um, so what do I do about this? I really hate confrontation. Um, but I mean, it's like $5 for that Crest 3D white vivid toothpaste, you know, like that adds up over time. So it can't go on forever. It's been like three months now. All right. Let me know what I should do. Thanks. Love you. Bye.
2: Okay. Well, I think it's easy enough. I think that you take your toothpaste and you remove it from the bathroom and you keep it in your room. Because if your roommate then knocks on your door and is like, hey, where's the toothpaste? You can be like, oh, I'm sorry. I took my toothpaste in my room. Um, do you use it too? Yeah, I do. Oh, OK, cool. Well, uh, when I'm done with this one, why can you get the next one? Like either set up a sharing situation or just make it clear like, oh, dude, sorry. Like I have a weird thing about sharing my toothpaste and you're um, people are allowed weird shit, especially around like oral hygiene and stuff. Like I feel like there's plenty of people who are like, I don't share my shit. You know, what do you think?
0: No, I actually thought of that as well. And you could use the excuse, not that you need an excuse that like you're a germaphobe, because if you think about it, the, the tip of the toothpaste tube hits like other people's toothbrushes. Right. Um. And another option is that when the toothpaste runs out, you say, hey, guys, my toothpaste is out. Who wants to get the next round?
2: Yeah. But some people can also be really tacky about sharing, too. Like, I just want you to be really cognizant of the fact that before you try to call someone out, just always make sure that you are not in some sort of breach of similar behavior. So, like, do you dig into his peanut butter? Like, does he always buy the dish soap? Have you never bought a sponge for the house? Like, what are the common things in the house that you guys are, are, are using together? Um, and do those – why do those things apply differently? I know when I had a roommate, it all just kind of evened out. I think it was kind of unspoken that she didn't touch my expensive hair shit, you know? Like, I'd be like, don't, like – and, like, if someone was staying over, like, if she had family in town or, like, whatever – I would just take my expensive hair shit and put it in my room because I didn't want to chance it. Because um, then you're going to. Yeah, it does suck when you work hard and you're like, I'm going to splurge this month. And buy the six dollar toothpaste, like I remember being in my life like a time in my life where it was like buying shampoo, not at the grocery store was like kind of fly like getting the toothpaste that wasn't, that didn't have a big yellow sticker in front of it was kind of fly. Like that was like, and that was like the things that I looked forward to, to like make my life nicer. So I do think it's not totally silly to be territorial over toothpaste, but just make sure you're not being a hypocrite. I hated having roommates for this reason though. Sarah was not bad. Like Sarah was actually awesome because we really evened each other out in the ways that like she just was like she just would do all the dishes like I never touched a dish but like there was a lot but like I was kind of the dad of the house like if anything needed to get fixed or if the door needed to get answered or like I always brought like I was like the dad of the house in that sense so like it really really helped that she just fucking did the dishes it made me not feel resentful that I was like having to deal with the maintenance man you know what I mean
0: I have a feeling the toothpaste embodies more. Like maybe if he did feel there was more of a balance with his roommates or, you know, they appreciated they are all like chipping in in the same way, maybe it wouldn't irk him as much.
2: Are they both using his toothpaste? I mean, he said two, but I'm kind of wondering, is it like a roommate and a boyfriend or girlfriend? Because that would toothbrushes, one toothpaste. Right. But it's like he yeah. said, at least one so. person's using it. But it
1: sounds like two people are using <laughs> your toothpaste, babe. Like <laughs> what's going on? Um, I'm surprised how measured you are in this response because I thought you were going to be like shove your toothpaste up your ass and let them use it from the... <laughs> no, I
2: mean no because like like I mean I think in college like in college like I definitely was like hostile like but I would never do anything like that but I'd be like I'd leave like a really hostile note or I'd be like hey just in case you guys were curious like I like just make like stupid like declarations and be like really like you know I was in college like I was learning how to live with people for the first time and that's why I've mostly chosen to live alone since I'm not a huge fan of having to share my shit you know and I don't think you should have to be um you are not like in a family of six right now you know
1: yeah I'm lucky in the fact that like for the most most of the time that I've had roommates I've had uh, a private bathroom you and Nick have like (laughs) basically
2: lived separate lives yeah we have living quarters yeah (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah, you each have your own bathroom. That's really helpful.
3: Um, I was just
1: telling someone the other day, we run into each other like maybe once a month, once or twice a month. Yeah. It's great. But what (laughs) what I
2: would work on if I were you, though, is that, you know, you don't want to feel like you're carrying a shower caddy around in your own home. Like, this isn't a college dorm. You are living in an apartment even if you are in college. It should be okay to leave stuff in common areas and know that it's not going to get mauled through and that if it is, it's going to be reciprocated with another purchase. Like, I think, you know, it, it's going to be received as passive-aggressive if you take it out of the bathroom. If you're if you're okay with being passive-aggressive, I'd do that. But I think it's not it's, – it's worth it to kind of bring this up. Yeah.
1: Buy your own fucking
2: toothpaste, guys. I have – Let's all just share this toothpaste and always buy the same toothpaste and it's your turn next month. Right. You know? Something
0: tells me maybe Steven is not as comfortable with confrontation. Or he he, he views just the toothpaste discussion as something confrontational. So maybe this is like a good exercise and to like actually have open lines of communications with your roommates and set some
2: boundaries. And when you – yeah. And the fact that you think this is confrontational makes me – sad for you because I think when I actually was younger I did think things like this were confrontational but now that I'm older I know just to be like hey what's up with this you know and then mm-hmm. it's like not people don't people just aren't uh, at the end of the day like just cut out as much drama as you can and like confusion about what should be obvious if it's obvious if it's obvious you know yeah. I don't know dude I feel this is a good question because it's yeah. like one of those little things in life man mm-hmm. there's a lot here Steven um, tell us what you do Call us or email us All right Let's take our next call
4: Hey mom, Love the pie I'm looking for your advice um, Because I have a case Of the Tagalong ex I've been Broken up with my ex For over a year and a half now We dated for about four years And I just feel like She keeps resurfacing We're both in Relationships on her own and happy Well, I am at least. And I feel like she keeps reaching out to me randomly. Most recently was with um, my Walgreens saver card. Like she texted me to let me know that she still uses my card, but don't worry, she doesn't take the rewards. And I just feel like it's this weird every couple of months, she'll find some random reason to text me. And I, Don't want to say F off because I feel like if I get angry about it, it'll just make things worse because she'll think that I care, and I really don't. Um, We do share a lot of mutual friends still, so that's why it makes it a little more complicated because I'm not trying to be super mean to her and get backlash from our friends. But anyway, if you have any words of advice, I would really appreciate it
2: it's really simple, hon. Just don't respond. Right? Yeah. I was actually thinking the same exact thing. Like, yeah. just don't. I mean, because like, yeah, if you block her, that can be viewed as hostile because like, there's ways to for people to figure out that they're blocked. You know, one of your friends is texting with you on this number and she hear it, blah, blah, blah. But just don't respond. And if she gets persistent, I mean, I don't know how you would say it, but I would just say like, you know why aren't you talking to me cuz that's going to be the question that you eventually have to respond to and what you respond with is it's not that i'm ta- not talking to you it's just that right now you know we're not together we're both happy in different relationships and i just don't feel this bonded to you the way that i used to you know and or the need to engage really the way that i used to however you want to say it how would you say something like that uh, i
0: honestly uh i i would ghost and I mean, what you're saying is great. Um, And even so, I I wouldn't necessarily feel compelled to engage to that extent. I'd be like, oh, I hadn't responded. Oh, I'm just really busy. Right, exactly. (laughs) Like almost not engage and discuss the relationship again. No,
2: you're totally right. Kind of just like, oh, like
0: you don't mean enough, not in a mean way though. Like you're just flaky because this person is no longer like your priority. It's not
2: like the last, like, it's not like you dated for four years and then you do that one year of like, Once every few weeks, being like, "Hey, you okay? Yeah, you okay? Okay, cool, bye." Like, I've been in long term relationships where, after the fact, you do a little bit of that. But girl, you put in four years post breakup of tolerating these texts about a name shit. Like, it's not like you haven't heard from her in six months, and she's like, "Hey, oh my god." BGW, I use your Walgreens card. Like, that's that'd be kind of cute. I don't think I'd mind a text like that from someone that I was, like, on okay terms with. The fact that, like, four years later, you're still a little bit annoyed
1: at how much she's reaching out. It wasn't four years later. It was a year and a half ago.
0: Oh. They were together for four years. They oh. broke up a year and a half ago.
1: But it, it just seems to me that
0: she's, the ex isn't really tagging along. It's just she touches base with her like maybe every other month over an in- inane topic just to sort of totally. lightly be in touch. So I think it's she, easier
2: to ghost that. Yeah she could just want to be friends. I mean I'm gonna be throw this out there honey. It's a stereotype for a reason. Lesbians love hanging out with each other. Like they just do. Like I don't know this is they're my only I my only friends that I have that like oddly enough go out with their ex and their ex's ex, and both of their new boyfriends and girlfriends are lesbians. I don't know anyone else emotionally sophisticated enough to handle that terrible situation. Cause to me, that sounds like my straight living nightmare. Like, I don't think three ex girlfriends can get to, would be able to get together and have a dinner with their straight boyfriend ever. Like someone would would die. Like maybe a John Tucker must die situation. That's like ideal, but most likely it's like a complete murder-suicide of everyone.
1: I mean, it could be because the dating pool so small small that, that you just have to live with that.
2: Absolutely. And also, I mean, I think that
1: so I, there's no escaping. I, that's
2: definitely it. Yeah, That's definitely a big part of it. But I think also when you're in such a, a rare, rarefied group, like, you kind of find solace and companionship in one another that overrides the general uncomfortability, if I had to guess, uncomfortability, uh, uncomfortability of of the breakup situation. Um, your ex may be there a little bit earlier than you. Um, I don't know what's normal in your friend group, but it sounds like if you guys all are like an incestuous group of girlfriends, that sounds about pretty on par with all the lesbian groups I know. So I don't... All of the
1: lesbians. All groups, the
2: lesbians. You know? I do. Um, The lesbians in Boston, I know. The lesbians in LA, I know. The Pasadena-based lesbians. Like, I know the line that's, like, all the same pretty much wherever you go. Yeah. So there's that. Um, I don't know. I don't have a lesbian group out in New York. I do know a lesbian in New York. Just not really who her friends are. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Wishing you luck, girl. I'm so glad this isn't me. That sounds like a nightmare. Uh, I think this might be the sole perk of dating straight, to be honest. This might be the sole perk of this is that I think most straight people agree it's kind of weird to hang out with your ex. I don't know. You don't agree?
0: I, I My straight people do it too. One of my my first love, my first boyfriend, like my first everything, Yeah, he became like my brother after we broke up. Got it.
2: But you were so young though, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, you can if you're threatened by
1: someone's high school boyfriend, that's problematic. Well,
2: it was college, but yeah. Oh. Um,
1: <laughs> I will say to her point, sometimes you have something that's like a big group of people who are friends and right. then they interdate each other. Totally. Like the movie Singles. Yeah.
0: And four years is a while and it clearly she, well, I don't know what she to refer. Okay. The ex is comfortable kind of like mingling and being like in contact with her in that way.
2: But what I think our caller might be picking up on is a secret desperation, where yeah, she's yeah, kind of right. like, "I'm fully in a relationship and in love with someone else, the way that I was once in love with her, and she's still in love with me." It seems like that is that yeah. is a like that is scary and annoying because it's like one, you're afraid of hurting someone, but two, it's just fucking annoying, dude. You're yeah, like, like Do we respectful. broke up, like, yeah, get you gotta let it fuck go off, like, yeah, yeah. you can't see I'm doing like a shaking motion, like a child is hugging my leg and I'm shaking them off, like that's what I kind of feel like with you. Uh, and I'm, I, I mean, I don't know what else to say other than try ghosting. deal with it. Ghosting her. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I, if I were you, I would be really careful about how much you say about it to your new girlfriend, just because you don't want to create a, another issue within your friend group. If your new girlfriend starts being bitchy to your ex-girlfriend, because of something you don't even care about, then like, you, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I assume lesbians get jealous too. I assume they feel the whole range of emotions. I just don't know. I just don't know what's normal. I don't know. The new normal, you guys. I'm, not, I'm unclear. I can't stop talking about politics. Oh, okay. So we have a you are appreciated comment of the week. It's from five stars or it's by fiefs2413. Subject five stars, Bay podcast. Malls and the Please Advise crew got me into podcasts, and it's been downhill since. But Please Advise is still my first love and makes my day every Wednesday. Love listening at work while I pretend to type for an hour. She has the best variety of guests and calls, and I love the tangents as much as the advice. Keep it up. You rock. Never change. Emoji heart. Love it. Fiefs. Love that girl. That's what I call my cousin Fiona. Thiefs. Uh, that comment was very helpful. Yeah, it was really helpful to me. You guys, when you call... Uh, It helps a lot, but it also helps when you leave comments. Um, Those five-star comments push us up in the iTunes rankings and helps people find us, which means we get new fans, which means it's malls nation, bitch. We're going on a tour. We're gonna fucking sell out City by City. John Legend is opening for me. Oh, I love that. Yeah, John Legend is opening for my podcast world tour. I don't know why. I like literally don't I think I bought one John Legend album drunk because I accidentally like bought it after I shazamed my neighbor listening to it. He's dope though. I mean John Legend is dope but it's just not like my like go-to put on music. Do you know what? I can't like, it's like when I hear it in a movie or on a me, commercial, you,
1: that surprises me a lot. Cause you love Motown. I do. He has that kind of vibe.
2: Shauna likes, Shauna likes my mom is a big John legend fan. I think she thinks he's sexy, but she hasn't quite articulated that to me. But I think in, a, in addition to finding his voice appealing, she thinks John legend is sexy.
1: My mom has the same feeling about him. So that's
2: cool. Um, yeah, I I uh I really appreciate your comments. You guys can also find us on social media, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, the uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're we're on all those things. Um, we're probably other places too, if you just check. I think we're on Periscope if you wanna follow us there. Yeah. I'm on Snapchat, Mall's official. Cameron are you on Snapchat? It's so good. It's so good. We really? should do a please advice Snapchat. Yeah. Snapchat's so good. It's just like it's replaced like it's like it's like has the um, temporariness of Tumblr like years ago where it's like you could like write something and two days later it didn't matter anymore because a bunch of other things have been posted since. Um, But you could still get kind of deep on there. Like I do like sometimes I do like diary style snaps where I'll be like, dear Snapchat, like blah, blah, blah. This is what happened to me today. I'm really upset about this. Mostly I just like snap my dog or like weird things and I use the face filters and I look at um, like all the Pretty Little Liars cast members, Snapchats and um, my friends, you know, I catch up on them, see what they're doing.
0: Wasn't it originally created so you could send like. Sick pics. That's what
2: everyone thinks. And so like
0: my ex and I got into a
2: huge fight because Snapchat had this like resurgence, right? And someone told me like you need to join it to like write for this thing. And I was like, all right, fine. So I joined it. And my ex was like, why the fuck are you on that dick pic app? And I was like, it's not dick pics. Apparently, they've expanded the options. And he was like, dude, he's like, I don't want guys sending you dicks. Like, get off that app. Literally have never been sent a dick. And by the way, this is not an invitation to send me a dick. Please don't. But like, yeah, you know what? If you want to send me your dick, go for it. I'm a single woman. I'm not going to enjoy it. But I just don't want to. Let it. I don't want to hold anyone back from expressing themselves. Okay, (laughs) so um, and if you do, I'm definitely gonna screenshot it and show my friends. Wait, what's the benefit over Instagram though? Instagram is like you gotta try to make your picture look pretty, like yeah, it has to be like a, it has to be like, like, is this gram worthy? Right. Anything that's not gram worthy, but still like you're like, oh, this is fun. And it doesn't necessarily disappear. That's one option. No, it does disappear. But um, you can also download all the videos. So if you want to keep them, like if something amazing happens and you're like, dude, I'm Snapchatting, like me talking to John Stamos. Oh no, John Stamos is Frenching me now. Like you can download that. I don't know why John Stamos would be Frenching anyone in this scenario. (laughs) But like if that happens to you, you can download it and save that video, repost to Insta. I really enjoy yeah. Yeah. it. I yeah. I will follow you. No, oh, thank you. Uh, Christina, are you on Snappy? I am on Snapchat. Do you use it?
1: Uh intermittently.
2: Christina Lopez is your name?
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I think it's Hey K Lopez. Hey K Lopez.
2: I'm mall's official. Worst username ever. I thought I was gonna get to change it and then they didn't let me change I don't it. Mind. It's nice. Is I like it okay? It. Yeah. It bothers me. No. I feel like it's very like N K O T B. Like it's like very like <laughs> <laughs> Like, 90s chill. Like, (laughs) malls official. No, no, no. (laughs) Official malls. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, let's go back to our calls then.
3: Hey, malls. This is Hannah, a big fan of the pod. Shout out to my roommate, Maddie, who turned me on to this awesome podcast. Live for all of your shenanigans. Um, I have a question. I've never called in before, only been a listener, but I know you're trying to get a lot of calls in before. New Orleans, so trying to help you out. Um, I'm seeing a very wonderful man, and everything is, is great. Um, and we recently decided to not use condoms, to stop using condoms, uh, which has been great. Really, really good for our sex life. I think we're both enjoying it a lot more. However, he, since we stopped using condoms, he almost never comes when we have sex because he's terrified of coming inside me despite the fact that I have an IUD. So I brought this up in one conversation and it was very nice and open. Um, and he basically just said, you know, that he would get over it. And I offered to, you know, have him talk to his doctor, give him some information so that he can understand the extreme safety um, safety net that is an IUD. Uh, but it seems like he's not the most proactive person. So I'm trying to figure out a way to sort of, not make him feel bad about not getting off, but also encourage him that it's something that I want for both of us and that um, I have an IUD for this exact reason, and maybe that's something that boys don't know about. I'm not sure. Anyways, would love your advice. Thanks so much.
2: Girl, you can raw dog or not raw dog till your heart's content, but either way, you're going to get tired of dating a guy who's a stupid. I promise you that. Like that's just I, I, I like it's just stupid. Do you know what I mean? He's like nervous about getting her pregnant, but doesn't want to educate himself. And that and then but but still wants to fuck her without a condom. It's like, no, dude, you got to pick. You either like learn the education, absorb it, get comfortable with it or decide you're not comfortable and use a condom. But this like weird half ass. Like, we're having sex, but he's never coming thing. Like, in the fact that he's, like, pretending that he's just going to get over it, what is obviously a psychological hurdle for him without doing anything about it. Like, do you really want that man's raw penis inside of you? I I don't. I pro- I assure you. Maybe he's really hot. I don't know. Send a pic. But, like, even if he's hot, <laughs> I would be like, this is fun for right now, but you're, like, fucking stupid. Like, I could never I could never have used my husband because you. your brain doesn't – accept logic there's something fishy going on because he
0: could pull out and come on her belly right so the fact that he's just <laughs> preventing like an orgasm from happening at all there's there's something more going on
2: but he I don't doesn't know. want to use a condom
1: yeah so, so it's uh, like what is uh, his benefit he doesn't he doesn't yeah. get to come maybe if you tell him that like cum has semen in it, which it does. And there I've known people who have gotten pregnant off of precum. It's like, God, can you a- imagine having sex with someone and just saying, like, babe, don't worry, precum has semen no, in it? No, but I'm <laughs> just saying, like, he's already committing the act. Right. So, like, whatever mental – like, he's already doing it by right. just doing that. So, I mean, what's the whole up? There's, I, I don't know.
0: There's no logic behind what he's doing c- because he could slap on a condom, or alternatively, he could pull out and just come on her fucking belly. So there's something deeper going on. <laughs> I love that right. you say belly, belly. Yeah. Should
2: well, just come uh, on her belly. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> but, but my point is, is either <laughs> when it came out of my mouth, the gravity of it hit me. Okay,
0: but there's something else going on. I don't know what happened to him historically, or what kind of neuroticism or OCD
2: he. Yeah, has going I wonder on. if he's gotten a girl pregnant before.
0: So, peel Or he the, has an STD. But I don't think
2: if he had an STD, he'd be using a condom. He, he would be, be saying, using, let's go yeah, raw dog. True. Yeah, that's true. So <sighs> p- peel the onion with it. I only call it raw dog, by <laughs> yeah. the way. So just mm-hmm. so you know, I don't know. Without I, a condom, raw dog, you pick. I think raw dog sounds better. I do,
0: too. (laughs) But I'd peel the onion with him and make sure there's not something else going on that maybe she needs to be sensitive to. And then if there isn't, then Jesus Christ, come on. Here's
2: the one thing, though. I've spent a lot of my like 20s and early 30s, like really trying to like navigate like the man I'm sleeping with's like sexual mental situation. And I think that men that I've been with have spent a lot less time trying to figure out my sexual mental situation, literally very as little required of a man sexually in terms of just like get your dick hard and then ejaculate like those are the two things you have to do and it's like with the way that porn culture is that being a multi-billion dollar industry seems like men seem to have those two things down pretty tight so like spending a bunch of time trying to figure it out with a guy who like can't get his dick up because he takes the generic form of his antidepressants and he doesn't want to spend the $250 to get the regular antidepressants, like not really worth it to me. Like you have to do your part. I go to therapy every week so I don't fucking stab you and slash your tires. Like why don't you read some information on the internet about an IUD? Like I go to fucking acupuncture so I don't come home with a sore back and like have a fucking terrible mood and like put both of us in like misery for the entire weekend. So like, can you just read this one Wikipedia page like that? I just feel like you shouldn't spend too much time like nurturing his malfunctions. If like, he's not willing to do any work, you know, he's not, he's not doing the one thing you're asking of him, which is, can you pick up any computer that like any device that has the internet and Google IUD like efficiency? Yeah, IUD I mean, rate I gonna, of pregnancy. Do some different combos.
1: I was going to offer some, but I'm just like he needs to just Google it himself. You can offer. I mean, you can offer them drop all day. off a pamphlet. No. I don't know. In a relationship, there cannot
2: be one person that's working on themselves or on the relationship when the other person is not. He's not going to fix his own mental problem. He hasn't. He, if he could, he would have done it already, right? Yeah. I'm really confused
0: by this man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: I was like, wait, what? But no, don't you no, care, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, no, he's here. really yeah.
2: confusing, right? Yeah. Well, it's like I've had exes like this where it's like, no, man, it'll get better. Don't worry. And it's like, well, then what are you doing to make it better? And I think that in in my experience, the issue has been like I'm working overtime to like diagnose the problem, figure out the problem for him, like something that he should be worried about. This man should be like concerned about his own erection. Like, if he's not getting off, like, why the fuck? Like, you should be concerned about that. Like, why are you, like, getting dressed, putting on a nice shirt, paying for dinner, getting all the way to your bedroom to have raw dog sex, but, like, you can't even figure out how to get off. Like, you just put $150 into this failure erection. Like, that makes no sense to me. So it's kind of like, why don't you go to the source issue? I wish we knew more. I wish we
0: knew how old they were and for how long they were having, like, sex with a condom. And how his orgasms were then. And then for how long she, put the, she got the IUD. And right. whether this has just been two weeks or it's been like six months of him
2: having blue balls. Like I just… I have found it usually doesn't change. Like I have found that when the sex issues show up, especially in the beginning, if a guy is having any sort of issue… I mean if the fact that he was having no problem with the condom… I mean, was he having no problem with the condom and now it, he's... It, I think so. Okay. I so wish... Then, but I'm not well, sure. You need to
0: go back to condoms. Yeah. It's but, but, simple and as and that. And I don't understand why they're not. So th- the fact pattern for me doesn't make any sense.
2: Yeah, and also if you don't want to be in an if you don't want to be in a relationship with someone long term, it sounds like Hannah's also pushing for the non condom thing too because oh, she enjoys the yeah, raw dog. She is yeah. Hannah's been proactive about yeah. facilitating raw dogness, and that she got a metal instrument and in, like inserted in her snooch, which by the way I cannot believe is the alternative to like fully like drugging yourself with hormones, like. There's, like, Actually, options. You can have, like, flavorless sex. You can insert something metal into your vagina. You they, can drug plastic. yourself with hormones. Plastic ones. I don't even, like, I just don't want an implant. Like, I don't, I don't want know. a vaginal implant. Like, I'm just not into it. I'm not into the scene. Like, I just don't want that. It's just insane, like, how many
1: exercises we have to go through just to, like, prevent birth control on the And this on guy can't woman, even get his dick like, hard. Like, like yeah. and
2: this guy can't even, like, this guy can't even, like, I just can't. Like, I just can't. I almost feel like... There's almost no reason, unless you're, like, 10 years deep in a relationship to— See, and we don't know a lot of the facts. We don't know how long they've been together.
0: And she yeah. does describe him as, like, a wonderful man, or she used, like, great mm-hmm. adjectives. Yeah. So—
2: She's super him. Sexual so- malfunction is kind of inexcusable at a certain point. Sorry. Unless you've been together, f- like, 15 years and whatever. I could never, like, marry someone knowing that, like, it doesn't work. Like, the sex part doesn't work. Because it's too important. Like, that's what's going to keep you together when, like, everything else sucks. This is the one thing you can do for free that's, like, burns energy.
0: Well, I, I want us Besides to... It's like running. I don't want Hannah to hear this and feel... Yeah. ...shitty. Like, I also want, I to, want her ha- to have empathy. I want her to know that she can't
2: accept a subpar dick that's not going to inform his brain. I agree. Like, he's not
0: helping himself.
2: But at the same
0: time, I feel like we don't know all the facts and that... You know what it's like when you just really love
2: a guy? Yeah, she's really yeah, love she really I loves know what him, it's so- like when you really love a guy, but, like, I also have been so, so, so wrong for just loving oh, a guy. I so know. I'm going to, like, you're there. But, like, you're right. You're right because you're doing, like uh, – but I'm – okay, I think you're doing the friend thing and I'm doing the big sister thing <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. you're right. Because you're right. It's when you really love someone, you're like, how do I make this work? But I'm going to step back from the – take 10 steps back and just say, like, I've been there, girl – and like all you are doing is nurturing this man's inability to have personal growth. Like he should care enough about the fact that he cannot have proper sex with his girlfriend that he goes and like does something about it. You want a yeah. man that's like proactive. It's not it's not hot to be with someone that you have to like push along to take care of themselves. You know? I don't know. But like, you know, at the same time, you are right. When you really love someone, you just are like, it's fine. I
0: know that when I'm I'm really in it with a guy, getting like tough love advice isn't helpful because it just makes me, it can make me everyone. feel a little lame. Like, right. oh, I'm such a loser. So I just want her to know that you're able to give her this tough love because you've actually been there and you know what it's like and you're Duh. like, it's not worth it. Duh. Um, but I, I feel like there's more to the story because if, why can't he just slap a condom
2: on or come on her belly? I'm sorry. I think Hannah's like I really want this. Like I really want yeah. this raw, do- sweet, sweet raw dog action. <laughs> and that's fair. <laughs> I hear you, girl. I mean, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> Hannah's fetish is like having someone come inside of her. I don't know. I like don't like. I don't like guys do that. So I wouldn't know about that. Maybe, maybe it feels Even when really you're great. On the pill, you wouldn't. No, nope, never, never. Are, like, I just, I'm like, I am the product of unsafe sex. So like, I just don't, like, I take it seriously. But like, you, it's you're, a, you're
0: kind of being like him because if, if I you're am. On the, yeah
2: if you're on
1: the pill. Well, I mean, that doesn't mean that she doesn't orgasm though.
2: No. Oh God. Jesus Christ. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying like, uh, first of all, I totally get the sexual weird sexual yeah. hurdle stuff. Yeah. Okay. Totally. I totally get that. But I also, like, am very vocal about, like, okay, so this is, like, my weird thing. Like, I feel uncomfortable saying this or, like, like being, like, vulnerable about that. Like, I'm very, yes. like, upfront about it because I know what's wrong with me. This guy doesn't know what's wrong with him. Like, and also the things that I, that's, that's, quote, unquote, wrong with me, like, I actively work on. Like, I talk about. God, I'm like very vo- yeah, vocal no, no, in therapy. No, no. I'm like, oh God, I was like, I'm so guilty. I felt like feel, why do I feel such like guilt? Why do I constantly feel such like a pressure to like make sure that like everyone else is having fun time and I don't give a shit about myself. Like, why do I like, why do I do that stuff? And like, so if this guy was actively, if you, Hannah, if you were like, I know for a fact he goes to therapy every week and he's working on it and he has some weird stuff because like, you know. I was raised Catholic. I throw out Catholic as a big thing. I throw out being a product of unsafe sex as a thing. Like, I mean, I don't know the circumstances I was pregnant under, but when my mom – my mom got pregnant under, but I do know that she told me that when she got pregnant with me, she thought that she and my dad were doing everything they needed to do to get – to prevent pregnancy. So – I get it. Like I that's I'm just very I personally am just very careful because the last thing I would ever want to do to a kid is. I mean, not like my life was the worst, but like it wasn't it's not ideal to grow up in like a like a Frankenstein situation, you know? So you let them do it on your belly is what you're saying. No, I mean I'm just yeah, it's totally in my belly. No, it's like it's case by case. Like and I, I by the way, I mostly <laughs> I wasn't seriously asking. I just I mostly, make that no, joke. I'm just like I just want to be real because like people have been like, oh Molly's so like righteous about female sexuality and like I made some jokes on my like Twitter or whatever in the like last few weeks. Like, first of all, I think joking about sex is so funny for me because I don't I'm not a very sexual person, which There's probably, like, 20 people in their cars right now laughing, being like, yeah, Molly, we know. Like, literally, no one thought you were a sexual person. I just think I know. I think it's kind of known that I'm frigid. Um, I wouldn't say that. But... The uh the thing that I want to I mostly only like I mostly only have sex in relationships. Like I usually like wind up if I like sleep with someone because I'm so good and bad, I usually wind up in a relationship. <laughs> um, but I just like Damn. pick my sexual partners very carefully. So, um yeah, I just would, you know, that's one of the things you got to look for, though, is like. I've oh, I've started to notice like the failure erection pattern in our thirties and a lot of it's like men on psych like psychological drugs that are not working for them, like some sort of antidepressant or sleep med or anti anxiety, or like some guys your dick don't work doesn't work if it's on Adderall or if it isn't on Adderall. I've heard or,
1: that from another friend in her like mid thirties. Is that they so all that just scares me? F- yeah, it's
2: like they get uh like pharmacology dick. Is that a word? Pharmacology dick? Yeah. But I think that's what they start to get. So, um, yeah. Anyway. Heather. If you're, especially if you're in, or Hannah. Especially if you're in your 20s. I would say now is not the time to deal with loser dick. Because that's what your 30s are for, apparently. (laughs) Uh,
0: I wish I knew a little more. Like, how old are they? How long have they been together? What's his deal? Will you email us
2: with a fuller sketch? And we'll actually – we'll call you if she emails us with a okay, fuller cool. sketch and we'll do a call-in with you. Okay. So, Hannah, if you're really a fan of the show, call us or email us again with more details. We'll have Cam back on to talk with you because she's really concerned and feels – honestly, I feel responsible and emotional about your boyfriend's dick. We care about you and we yeah, want you to yeah. have the best sex life. I'm mostly concerned about your vagina, Hannah, and your heart and your brain because I think you're smart. I think that you're just like, God – so many smart girls date dumb ass guys. It's fucking nuts, dude. Like it's okay. Like there's like guys that it's like, I mean, I guess guys date dumb chicks too, but like it kind of pains me to see a really smart chick with a dumb guy. It could be so much better, you know?
0: And I always feel like the cool girls use IUDs.
3: <laughs> like oh, yeah? there's a, a
0: certain kind of toughness to them and all um, uh, OBGYNs tend
2: to use IUDs.
0: Like, I don't know. I, I just feel like Hannah's cool. She's Jackie Johnson, best
2: <laughs> Jackie Johnson had one. She said it was the most painful thing of her life. Um, I've also heard people are like, it's, <coughs> it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. I've had friends who have used them. The month they've got them taken out, they've gotten pregnant, like, on purpose. And, like, so, I mean, I think it seems kind of like a miracle solution. I personally... Just, like, don't think they have invented enough Vicodin yet to get me to allow someone to insert something in my vagina. Like, it, I would pass out. It's apparently the best for your body because it's the least amount of
0: hormones because the hormones are only localized. So right. they only go to your uterus. Whereas when you're on the pill, it's in, your, like, your bloodstream and it's my stronger. My mom said
2: something to me once. We were watching, like, Teen Mom and Caitlin was getting an IUD and she was like, I don't believe in those. And I was like, Why? She's like, because they're like little abortions. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God. Uh. Like, and that's the first of all it makes me question my entire existence. I was like, Is that the only yeah. reason why I didn't get sucked into a sink? Like, are you telling me? You uh, that, um, yeah, I uh, it just. Yeah, I know there's I we're a pro IUD here. I just personally can't do it. No, I'm scared, too. It scares me. I don't know. So that's
0: it. why I think Hannah's really cool. But you're right. All
2: these rock and roll chicks get yeah, IUDs. They do. All right. Now we want to take a pause and ask you, our loyal listeners, for a favor. We want to get to know you, and to do so, we need you to fill out a quick online survey. It won't take more than five minutes, and besides helping out the show, you'll be entered for a chance to win a $100 iTunes gift card. We know some of you may have already done surveys like this in the past, but we really need you to log in and fill this thing out as accurately as possible. Once we know more about you, the listeners will be able to help deliver the show and the sponsors you dream about. Finding sponsors who are a good fit means we get to give you deals and information on the brands you care about while keeping the show free to enjoy every week. And if you don't care about helping out us or making the show better, which is dark and weird, do it for the chance to win a free iTunes or Amazon.com gift card, won't you? Please advise survey.com com again that's please advise survey.com bye miss Cameron's going to read our letter this week i'm feeling performance anxiety about this but um okay oh wait nick the roommate's here oh, hey, nick. hey nick how are you, how are you nick do you want to say hi to our loyal listeners they haven't heard from you in a while hey, loyal oh okay nick what's going on are you just coming from the gym sure, sure. oh yeah. Oh, avocado? I want avocado. What's in the bag? Clothes. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. What are you doing tonight? Um, I don't know. Super Bowl party. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Who's playing this year? Uh, Broncos. Broncos. Yeah. Denver Broncos. And what's the other the Panthers. one? Panthers. Are you... Who are you looking... Panthers. Oh, this is Cameron, by the way. This Hi. is Nick. Hey. Nice to meet you. <laughs> um, you're, the Panthers. Yeah, uh, Why are you
0: like, of course? Well, the Broncos are owned by... Um, a very conservative Republican ownership, and oh. the Panthers are the most black football team in the NFL right now, and they're changing the game on how you conduct yourself on the field.
2: What do you mean the most black? Like, there's the most black men on the team. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I Cam know Newton's a black
0: quarterback, and <laughs> he's and he's oh, was he
2: the one who said the grits thing? You can't let the you got it, it's like he said you got it. You can't. It's not like cooking instant grits. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It was a it was a cute quote I heard on the read. Crystal and Kid Fury were talking about it, and I liked that quote. Um, Anyway, okay, so Cameron's going to read her letter.
0: Okay, it goes. Hey, Malls, I wanted to write in because I'm having some trouble at work. I'm the youngest at my job at a photo studio for an amazing commercial and fashion photographer. I am also the only girl and an unpaid intern. The studio is really small, only six people, and I got the job through knowing someone, which means they all know that. I feel like I've just become a receptionist, which is not what I am there to do. Three older male interns have been in and out since I started working there, and they have been taken under the wing of our boss's first assistant. He teaches them what they need to know, helps them find other full-time positions, and even takes them out drinking and to industry parties. I love the studio. Most, most everyone is nice and cordial to me. My direct supervisor tells me how much he likes me all the time, but they don't seem to think I'm capable of doing anything photo-related, even though I've never given them a reason to think I can't. I get juices, coffee, answer the phones, order lunches, pick up and drop off packages, and smile while doing all of it. But I haven't really learned all that much in being there for almost a year now. I can't tell if the problem is that I got the internship as a favor to our boss, that I'm a girl, or if there's something I'm doing to make them dislike me. It's an amazing opportunity, and I'm getting to witness some amazing shoots, but I wanted to know if you have any advice for my remaining three months. I need to get out by summer, but I want to make my time worthwhile. Being vocal about what I want to do isn't always easy in this setting, especially being the youngest and female. Should I just shut my mouth and take it for what it is? Something great to have on my resume? Or is there anything else I can do that won't make me sound unappreciative for the experience? Thanks, guys. Love the pod. Rachel, NYC.
2: Okay, well, I can already tell you that you're going to be a lot better than than me at answering this question because I have low self-esteem and I would just do whatever anyone told me and I'm always happy to be wherever I am usually in a work scenario. like I'm just happy to be here, but I want to throw out an idea. I'm sure it's probably all of the above. I'm sure it's a combo of uh, you are annoying them. You got the job through a family friend and you um, are a girl. I'm sure, it's a little bit of a combo of all three of those things. But I want to throw out there that have if they have seen any of your work... Um, well, it's, I want to really ask, have they seen your work? Because if they have seen your work and you're still not getting an opportunity, it means that they don't believe your work is good and they're using you as a free intern and letting you do the work. Um, if showing a, if showing your uh, samples of what it is that you do or what it is you'd like to do, um, is not a part of the job, I would probably guess that it has more to do with the three more heavily involving the fact that it's maybe a personality issue. We've always, you know, at Hello Giggles, we did things definitely a little bit differently because we worked so much with people that were family friends and somehow connected through friends of ours. Um, But really, like you earned your place on the Hello Giggles team by being scrappy and working really hard. Um, Would I say that usually those connections came through like people that were related to family friends or like people high up or industry people or whatever. No, I wouldn't say that those were usually the hardest workers, but I wouldn't say that we were de We were like against them somehow. That is that people just want work done. Um, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'd be curious to see. I, I, It definitely sounds like your boss is a borderline inappropriate relationship with his interns, no matter what. I mean, the fact that he's taking out interns, male or female, to get drinks after work seems a little weird to me. My direct boss did that with me when I was an intern, but I was, like, special. So I don't – I was special to her because, like, I was referred through my dean. So I don't know what – what do you think?
0: Well – I've I've worked at law firms where I was I was in a very bro-ish environment and the partners would take the male associates out they would go drinking sure uh, they would go to strip clubs together and I did feel left out in many ways and the one thing I always did was assert what it was what I wanted for myself professionally right Be- because I've noticed that like. Men, especially straight white men, and I'm going to just for some reason assume that's what's going on in your work sure. environment. <laughs> me too. Uh, are more comfortable dealing with their own kind and are able – are more comfortable making assumptions of what that a male intern may want versus a female.
2: Right, exactly. They're like, oh, she's – oh, that cute girl that's like so-and-so's right. daughter. Like, she's great, yeah. Who knows what narrative they've made up about you sure. and wh- why they think you're
0: actually there. So I don't think – it would hurt you, especially since it sounds like after three months you want to be out of there anyway to assert what what you want um, and try to get it.
2: And, yeah, just say yeah. like, you know, one thing that always really intimidated me when I was working in office spaces and like doing some of my first jobs outside of college and even in college was the idea of pointing out um, any sort of my desires or needs or dissatisfaction to the upper level people. Um, but after a couple of years of realizing like, oh, I'm not going to get a raise if I don't ask for one or I'm not like I'm just going to keep working in this position if I don't just say like I'd like a title bump or whatever it is. Take a meeting with the boss. Like it sounds like this guy does befriend interns. So it is possible to just say like, hey, yeah. dude, is it possible to just get some FaceTime with you like 15 minutes? Um, And then and once you do see him, just say like, look, I'm only have, I'm you know, I have. One of two ways I could go with this internship at the end of the next three months. I would really like to stay on and continue, but I definitely want to be more, helping more with some of the more creative stuff. And then you list very specifically what it is about that company that interests you that you would like to learn there. Don't be like, oh, well, I would do this or I would do that, and that seems really cool. And like, I like working with this person, but I always thought I was more of this type of person, like spare them that just be as direct as a guy would and be like this is what I want and even if it's not really what you want just see if you can say it just see if you can just see if you can get yourself to be specific and like ask for a want like even if you're not sure if that's what you want just just ask for it and do the work for them
0: so enumerate what is it that you would like to do like um specifically mention a a current project or an upcoming show to fo- photo shoot or whatever it is so that it's harder for them to say no. Don't put the work on them for them to figure out what would be where good for your professional
2: growth. You. Right. By the way, that is where a lot of women get stuck. I think is like, you know, even just God, even just in casting and like sketch comedy, like this is where men start to like really think like, OK, well, what would be something good for her? Not like even what would be good for that person? What's good for her? And it's like Oh, well, like this is like going to be more of like a family friendly thing or this is going to be more like this is a fashion thing. Like, fuck that. If someone's coming in that you want to work with, whether it be a photographer or a lighting person or like an actual like subject or whatever you're shooting, um, if there's a brand you want to be involved with, whatever. Just like you're exactly right. Say what you want. And show that you're also informed about what the company is doing and what they have done. Like say, like I really, you know, I really loved the blank on this shoot and I want to know more about that. I want to work with that lighting guy. I want to do this. Um, I think that's really important. It's they, a really good piece of advice. They
0: clearly miscast you. For whatever reason, they really. have a narrative of who you are and what you want. So make it clear to them that that's not the case. And like I would, I would literally like come up with – three concrete things that you would like to work on in the next three months while you're there. Totally. And if you do all the work for them, how could they say no?
2: And also, like, take it <laughs> – you're exactly right. And if you if you just observe, like, what the people that he has responded to have done, a lot of times it's, like, kind of simple. Like, you're almost overworking trying to meet someone's expectations yeah. when it turns out that they just really wanted this one very simple thing. Um. If you can just kind of look back at some of the successes that your like male counterparts have had, and maybe see like how you can do that, but a little bit better without overcomplicating things, that's a very that's a very easy foot in the door to have this guy be impressed by you. You know, he just needs to see you need to make the opportunity. You can't. I get like wanting to say like I'm a woman, so it's different. I totally understand that because it is different, but I just never want to rest on that. And say, well, I'm being treated differently because I'm a woman. Because then I'll start to treat myself differently. And I've never looked at myself differently. I've never looked at myself as disadvantaged. So I don't want to start thinking that now, you know?
1: That's actually really, really great advice. Because there have been a lot of times where even both for being a woman and being – there are times where I'm the only person of color in the room. And I'm like, "Uh, did I get hired just for this reason? Right. And it starts really fucking with you. So you can't think about things like that.
2: Right you're there because you're there. And like, by the way, most of these companies that we'd like to think like, oh, like they must have some like a lot of people are like get pissed off about affirmative action. stuff. do you realize how most places actually don't even have affirmative action? That's not a real thing to them. Like you actually just there's just people who are qualified for the job that aren't white. Uh, It always (laughs) bothers me when people get upset and they're like, oh, it's a fucking affirmative action thing. And it's like, when I worked at, like, CBS – CBS doesn't – there's is, is a studio that doesn't have affirmative action stuff in the – diversity, they call it, in the writers' rooms. NBC has total diversity. They have a di- diversity program. It's a requirement. and that's a does cool, as well. And that's a great – and that's a great thing, I think. But, um, you know, it's just – it was, like, important to me that, like, I kind of – that I knew and that I also knew that my coworkers knew. Like, anyone who's here because they're, like – it's not a diversity thing. It's it's because you have your you earned your fucking job.
0: There's there's one thing she said in the letter that got me worried, and she she said, you know, I don't want. I'm concerned that if I voice what I would like, um, that they'll think I'm being unappreciative. And just the two are not connected. Like God, you're like at, one of those
2: girls on the Bachelor that think you have to do whatever the Bachelor wants, or he's gonna send you home. Yep.
0: And advocating for yourself in a professional way and doing all the homework in advance of like what it is you would like for your for your career there there's nothing unappreciative of that there's you're not saying anything negative about what you've done there so far
2: well when I first started writing with my writing partner Todd now Todd granted has like a career in this business like he's been working forever but I was like, wow, I was like really blown away by like Todd's like, I was like, he must have like an amazing sense of self-confidence. Like he just like says no to things that I would totally say yes to. Like, like, of course I'll stay and do that. Where Todd would be like, no, I'm not going to do that. And what I just realized is that he, um, is boundaried. And I think that you should like, I think guys just have a better sense of that. I feel like women always want to fix things and be like, I didn't. Like, I didn't want to rock the boat. Like, I didn't want to like upset anyone. I just want to make it neat and tidy. Like whatever it is, like, just say no. Like people respect that. I I used to think it was just like so baller to say no. It's actually just healthy. So or just like say what you want. You know, it's healthy. Um, And you know what? Fuck it. If you have three months left, either way, it if you burn every bridge, you know, may the bridges you burn light the way, as Ed, as ha- Ed Hansen loves to re quote from whatever Tumblr post that came from <laughs> someone's yearbook. Um, but yeah, um, girl praying for you. Jeez. okay, you guys, that was episode 79 of Please Advise. That was so exciting. Our next episode's episode 80. That's wait, it's really episode 79? Yeah, damn. Okay, you guys, we are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, 323-450-7408 is where you can call if you leave five stars on iTunes. It helps us out a lot. We're on soundcloud.com slash please advise. I'm Malls on Twitter at Malls and at Malls on Instagram. Malls official on Snapchat. Cameron, where can people find you? On Twitter, KDN13 and on Instagram, KDN13 written out. She's super funny, you guys, and she is such a cu- – I mean, you're just like – you're uh, You're a kind of inspirational lifestyle brand for me. Oh, stop. Do you know that's when so it's – No, true. do you know when someone's like not a blog, but you're like, oh, I see their life and all their stuff is cute and their house is neat and they have a Aww. good haircut. And like I like that she wears dashikis around her house or whatever you call them, caftans. Oh, yeah, caftans. I call them oh, yeah. dashikis. <laughs> like that's probably incorrect. <laughs> no. uh, I think they sell dashikis at World Market. I By the way – you guys, never join the World Market Explorers Club, even though they have the bomb food, um, because I get these emails daily. It seems like every day is a 15% off sale at World Market, and I just can't
1: handle these emails anymore. It's I'm an crazy. Explorers Club, but I'm unsubscribed. I immediately unsubscribe whenever I get a new newsletter do. like that. Yeah. I don't need that shit in my inbox. You
2: guys, my Uncle Jim just sent me a picture um, of him with his goat. Pablo. Isn't he cute? We'll post this on our Instagram. Um, all right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for everyone that pulled their shit together so that I could have my shit together and go to New Orleans. You guys are really, really, really amazing. I I just like I really I can't tell you how much that means to me when I ask you guys for a big favor, and you do it it for me. It means a
1: lot. Um, If we we didn't get to your call today, it will be addressed in later episodes. Don't
2: worry. We absolutely will. I promise that we will not leave you hanging. Um, But thank you again so much. I really, like, I don't know. I don't even know, like, if I'm saying it succinctly enough, but it's like I really, really appreciate it. Like, I wanted to go on vacation, and I didn't want to have to leave you guys hanging on the pod and – Uh, I also like to do it every week for my own mental health and, like, the fact that you guys pulled it together for me is, like, really dope. Not, it will not be forgotten. And Christina and I were talking about lots of fun stuff for our Pleased Advice fam. We had some, you guys, we had some weekday meetings, not a big deal. Um, I drove into Hollywood on a weekday, so, um... Pretty exciting Hollywood stuff that's going to happen. Um, It's going to actually be some L.A.-based stuff. So our L.A. fans, get excited. Tell your friends to get involved now so that when we announce an event eventually, your friends can come and you're not, like, dragging it to it. They'll be like, I want to go to that thing with malls. And you're like, duh, I already got tickets. Like, it's not going to be, like, you know, like – hey, you guys, like, so I listen to this podcast and, like, just get your – send a casual link right now. Just drop the link in a in a chat box. I do it to my friends all the time. Not with my stuff, but, like, other stuff I want them to get involved with. Anyway, you guys, polyamorous, married, and dating. It's on show time. <laughs> Talk to you guys next week. Bye.